0: Hello everybody, this is the FLA Exposure Podcast. and You'll have to forgive me because I'm looking at my own teeth here. I just got my Invisalign off, so I'm quite happy about that stuff. So it's all good. We got a couple, couple of interesting, exciting people on the podcast today. First coming up is going to be Maria. So she's going to be the one that we're talking to here right off the rip. But let's rewind a little bit and talk about our sponsors. Right up here. In that corner there, Maritime Madness. These guys, well, it's madness, right? That's it. They've got all the different flavors. They've got at least 30 different flavors if I'm reading off my teleprompter sheet right here. That's not really a teleprompter, right? So go check them out. Locally sourced, locally owned, PEI. I don't know if it's locally sourced. Yes, locally owned. It's in Sobeys, so go check their stuff out, go check their IGO, support, support local, that's what this is all about, Then, if you're watching this podcast, do the same thing, support local, take a snapshot, put it up in your story, right, I'm sure if you start promoting and going on, FLA exposure might even throw you a bone, get you on this podcast, do you want to be on it, come check us out, drop a DM, right, we'll hitch us back, so Uh, I got to thank my work there for giving me a little bit of free time here and there to do this podcast inside of their place. So come check us out at East Coast Financing. And if you like the stuff that I'm saying, come check me out at The Real Bradley Sullivan. Now, without further ado, the man that's in the back there, can you uh, bring on Maria first? there, my brother? Hello, hello. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing fantastically well. So, where are you're not from PEI yourself, though, are you?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: You're in PE. Okay, I was going to say I heard you and Cat talking about PEI there. So we got the Maritime Madness. We got you. It's perfectly suiting there. So, what's going on, Maria? How's your day going?
1: Pretty good. How's yours? I mean, it's going
0: pretty good. Let's see, what's I this? What, 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 sure?
1: uh,
0: I haven't seen. That. I <laughs> have. Oh, you did. You yeah. did. Yeah. When did you get them off?
1: Uh, probably like six months ago or so. Yeah.
0: So did you find that you had any problems? Like, cause they told me I had to wear it like at, the all the time, the retainer all the time for like oh, yeah. three months I
1: stopped already using that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody really uses that anyways. Right. Just for like sleeping and whatnot now. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Are you in uh what is this midget female hockey championships? dear like-
1: um, an old hoodie,
0: <laughs> old hoodie, but is it your hoodie? Yeah. Okay, well, why don't we start there? Let's talk about it. You obviously have a a hockey career in the past there, do you? Or is it still something that you're kind of rolling into?
1: Just playing like a senior women's league now just for fun. But yeah, I played hockey all my life. Ever since I could walk, I have skating.
0: Nice. I mean, that's super Canadian of you. That's for sure, right? Uh, Clinton Henzo Gracie, PEI. Okay, big shout out to Henzo Gracie, PEI. You guys are over there. Of, you got a lot of people over there right now. Is that where uh, – that's that's Matt McGrath over there as well? Is that that one? Yeah. He's one of your coaches right now? Yeah. Yeah, you guys are super fortunate, man. He's such a stud, such a good wrestler as well, right?
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah you know I, when I first started, I kind of like bounced around gyms just because okay. I who no and then I went to Matt's gym and I kind of just knew like his gym and him, like it was the one, you know, like such a good guy and such a good coach.
0: So is he one of like the main coaches in there or is it or is there someone else? Is he like just like MMA specific? No.
1: Yeah, it's him. He does everything. jujitsu, jitsu judo, wrestling, striking, everything. Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. You guys are doing judo over there, too. And I know you've got is it, it's not Dawson over there. Who's your judo? Who's your Dylan. judo? Dylan. Dylan. Shepherd, okay. Yeah. I know that was easy to confuse Dawson, Dylan. It's pretty close, right? So I did the best that I could there, right? But yeah, judo is so underrated, man. But you can just like, I'm sure now you've you've been practicing, you've been tossed. And once you start yeah. learning, you've tossed a bunch of people as well. Hey, eh?
1: yeah, he he incorporates all the martial arts, you know, into the fight. So yeah, he's definitely been showing me a couple of things from judo. So it's good.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. That's just such a big component of everything. I love this guy's picture. Who is this? That is incredible. Who is this person to you?
1: Uh, it's one of the one of my teammates' father. He watches <laughs> practices a lot, so yeah.
0: That's incredible. Shout out to Richard Heatherington. Love the picture. Wicked little Easter bunny eggs there. But um, so obviously, you've been an athlete most of uh, most of your life. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: why don't you walk us in? Why don't you kind of take us into a little in depth thing there? What's uh, you know you played? You said you played hockey since you could skate. Why don't you yeah. take us through? Why don't you take us through a little bit more in depth of your, your like your hockey career, right? Because obviously you've you played pretty intensely there.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I started playing hockey ever since I could really walk because my dad was, you know, a big hockey player and he coached me growing up too. And I played, you know, midget hockey just just at home. Like, you know, I I didn't move away for hockey or anything like that. I mean, like I could have, but I just wanted. To, I'm a homebody kind of type gal, so. I love PEI, yeah. so I just stayed here. I played midget AAA growing up, and then I went off and stayed home, but off to Charlottetown and uh, played for the Panthers at the University of Prince Edward Island. Okay. So that's where I'm kind of living now, is in Stratford, but I'm originally from Surrey. It's about an hour away from here. But yeah. Okay. That's kind of So would
0: what, you go to, uh, you went to university and like, you're saying it's like, it's no big deal. I just played for the Panthers in university. That's, that's a huge deal. That's a big deal. Not everybody can do that. Right. So that's, that's awesome for you. What'd you go to university for? And are you still doing whatever it was that you went to university?
1: Yeah. When I first went to university, I was kind of planning on and it's kind of why I got into mixed martial arts too, was to be like an RCMP officer. So I kind of want to just self-defense stuff. Of course. But then obviously that changed and now I want to fight all the time, but, um,
0: you can still do both, right? You just, you know, you have to differentiate when you're going to be fighting people, of course. Right. Yeah.
1: But yeah, my plan kind of changed a little bit. I did a sociology degree, but now I'm about to start my master's in counseling psychology. And I kind of want to work with like athletes and like the my- mindset stuff of like sports, like I love that. When I'm done, like, but yeah, that's- I don't know kind of changed a bit, but it's kind of on the same path.
0: No, that's sweet. Like, I love that. You know what? Like, I'm sure like we don't really know each other too well right now, but that's kind of like my whole vibe. I love like the mindset stuff. And I love, you know, I teach, I I train a team over here. Like I'm the general manager of a car lot, but the big thing is like teaching people about how mindset is involved in everything, even sales. It's no matter what you do, your mindset is what's going to, it's what's going to shape you. Like if you're going to win a fight, if you're going to lose a fight or whatever it is, it's usually that your mind is what's going to make the re- end result. Like, wouldn't you agree on that?
1: For sure. My mom actually showed me the book, the secret like three years ago, cause she was all into manifestation and stuff. And I was like, mom, you're crazy. And then she showed me the book, read it. And I was like, you're right. And I got right into it. So now right. I love that stuff.
0: No, that's sweet that, you know what I, I like, I started off, I think my journey that I started off on that stuff was like, um, you ever hear the Miracle Morning with Hal Elrod? No, I
1: don't think so.
0: That's that's a super good one because it's like this guy's story is just crazy. Like he had, you know, stage four cancer and he was supposed, you know, one of those type of stories there. It was like against the odds type thing and really just started doing a morning routine and just the power of the mind and the belief that he was going to like conquer this. And, and then, you know, obviously accompanied with, the stuff that he was doing in the hospital, but he ends up beating it Then he gets out of that, gets in a, like a crazy car accident. He's never supposed to walk again. Beats that. Like, it's just, you know, it's such an incredible book and it's just like the power of the mind. And it starts off with like a morning routine. So
1: you're in the mind. My camp too is like, I like meditate every day. I like read affirmations, visualize myself winning and everything like that. So
0: that's so awesome. I was just going to say like, what does, what does your morning routine look like for that type of stuff? And, you know, is cause I find that some people, when they get into it, myself included, you can almost try and do too much of it to the point where it's like you're getting obsessed with it and it might hinder you. Have you ever felt that?
1: Not quite yet. Yes. But yeah, I have a lot of things just like, I have this one little thing like I do just like on my way to my gym, every day I just put on like a little audio thing and it just reads me like affirmations on my way there. So it's like pretty like convenient stuff. Like you don't have to have that much time to do, do it, you know, like or, you know, listen to, or visualize even, you can just sit here and just think about yourself winning and, you know, or doing something in the fight that you want to do well. Like there's no really time. You don't need like a whole bunch of time to do it, but um, it definitely, I can definitely see how it like helped me in the past and, help me in my first fight. I think it's going to help me in this fight
0: too. hundred percent. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people go, what's that Maria Smurf bite Clinton. Yes,
1: that's my nickname.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Smurf bite, man. Those hurt. Everybody knows yeah. what a Smurf bite is. Uh, <laughs> a Visualization is something that's really a cool kind of technique that I don't think people give enough credit towards, but it's like, if, if you actually visualize yourself winning and, you know, all the steps that you're taking to it, of course, it's never going to be the same, mm-hmm. but it's almost like your brain is ready for whatever happens. And it's like, you're going to face adversity to get to what you need to, to get that end result, and which is your hand being raised at the end. Right.
1: I think that comes into play too. When we're talking about hockey, like I grew up, my dad always was like, think about yourself like in every area that I saw, I'd be like in this corner, I'd do this right uh, behind the net i'd pass it here or i'd move there you know what i mean like everywhere on the ice i'd visualize before i went out there so like if i got into that situation i'd be it'd be like reaction like just do it right so i think that helps with my fight too it's like i visualize like every area of the game you know ground on the feet everywhere so like when it does happen like i'll be ready
0: a hundred percent a hundred percent you guys sound like you're very well versed over there like you were saying you guys you guys practice all the different uh, components of MMA and stuff over there. Um, so you're still in university right now, though, right?
1: Just gonna start a master's degree uh, in like a couple of weeks, actually. So,
0: <laughs> well, starting a master's degree—that's a huge accomplishment. So, what it what entail? Like, what does that entail? Uh, starting a master's degree and do you work through that, or is it still you're just like full time student?
1: Well, it's uh, online. Course, so like course, or it's like a university, but it's online. Because once again, I want to stay home. I want to train, so I'm crazy. Would never move away. So yeah, so I'm going to do it online and probably work and just you know hang out for two and a half years and do that.
0: Okay, what are you going to work at while you're while you're doing that?
1: No clue. (laughs) We'll see.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. So when you get done all this, you know, say two and a half years down the road, you got your master's degree and stuff like that, and Obviously, at that time, you'd be five and zero, just crushing it, getting ready to go pro and whatnot. What does uh, what does the career path look like for you? Like, I, I know you said that you want to work with athletes and stuff like that, but you know, obviously, you're big into visualization and manifestation as well. And a big part of those scenarios is kind of knowing a little bit of the path like where where the end goal is and kind of where you see yourself so where do you see yourself when you're when you're all done that
1: um I take it day by day at most part but I do have some long-term goals obviously one thing yeah. is finish the master's degree and um there's a lot of different options I can like I don't have to work with just athletes like you know like I could be a guidance counselor I could do anything like that but and I yeah. don't I don't I don't really have like my set goal is obviously to work with like athletes or student athletes, but in the long term, it's just finish that degree and you know in two and a half years, just keep training and keep seeing where you know fighting will take me. And yeah, it's kind
0: of- I love that. I love that. That's so cool. And you know what? The thing about it too that it seems like, especially if you're you're super passionate about it, which you you definitely sound like you are, and the two things kind of work together the way that the world is working, it doesn't matter like logistically where you're located anymore. If you have the passion and the knowledge to give these athletes, you don't really need to see them in person, like online coaching and online, you know, help in whatever situation it is, seems like it's, it's, it's so big and it's only getting bigger, especially, you know, during, you know, I don't even like to talk about it too much, but like the, the COVID proceedings, there, like, it's, it's something that, you know, look at Amazon, it's way bigger. It's, it's huge, right? Possible. Yeah, exactly. Like the possibilities are huge, right? Like just this stuff right here, like doing the social media type of stuff, you know, you, you can obviously do whatever it is that you want. So, um, you know, maybe it looks like something where you, you can open up your own thing and work with athletes there too. Is that something that would uh, like, that would kind of make you happy?
1: That's kind of what I was thinking, but just, you know, don't think too far ahead. Like, Take
0: it day by day and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of a dreamer, so I'll get ahead of myself and be like, Fuck, here we go. I'm yeah. going for it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I always like to ask people a couple questions there and uh, it's probably getting close to that time. So let me ask you, what was uh, some of the best advice that you've ever gotten, whether it's towards athletics, school, just in general?
1: Oh gosh!
0: <laughs> I know it's a big question, right? <laughs> that might That's have shaped you. Yeah, something that kind of pushed you and made you who you are today.
1: Um, maybe just like my parents, like whatever I do, like do it well and do it with you know, like the best of your ability. You know, just go for it, kind of thing.
0: Hundred percent. <laughs> I was just gonna say that that's actually uh uh Matthew McConaughey, did you ever read his or hear his book or anything like that the
1: what is it about lights green light red
0: light yes, green yeah. lights yeah I think that's, I what, that's what his dad said to him. that was like he's like that was the best piece of advice that his that his dad actually gave to him he said oh, yeah. don't half ass it right yeah. so I want to go on the other side of it i know it's kind of a big question again but like what's the worst thing worst advice or just worst thing that someone has ever kind of said to you might have hindered your progression or something like that right
1: yeah um i don't know i think just like when people are like follow the straight path kind of thing like i'm always doing different things doing crazy things like my parents are like Ram, what are you doing now like you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, if I want something or if I want to go for something, I'll, I'll do it. And I think that's for me, it's like when people like, don't go for their dreams or don't, you know, try something because of other people. It's, I think that's like, I don't know if that's like the worst advice, but I think.
0: Sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I agree. I think that is so easy. Think it's other
1: people's opinions or something like that. Like. I love it. Yeah.
0: No. yeah. Like, you know what? A lot of people that I even know that are like uber successful, and even some of my best friends, like, they, they won't even ask anybody. My best friend got – he proposed to his fiance now without saying anything to anybody because he doesn't want anybody else's input, right? Absolutely. So that kind of makes sense into what you're saying there, right? Like, you just don't listen to the outside voices and just kind of go for it, right? If that's your, that's your goal and that's, that's your dream.
1: There's definitely going to – there's people that want to see me lose, you know what I mean? Just as much as people want to see me win. You, you can't listen to that stuff.
0: No, you can't. And even yeah. some of the people that say they want to see you win secretly want to watch you lose. Right. It's just, that's, yeah. that's kind of the way that, that things are right. Yeah. So what kind of steps are you taking to make this? Like, are you looking to try and make this your forever career? I know you're kind of taking it day by day, but I already had the question written down, so I'm just going to ask it anyways. True.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> day by day kind of thing, you know, like we'll see how my next fight goes. I'm definitely looking to win and yeah, just keep going with it. I love training. You know, I train every day. So after my fight, just keep going, keep training, maybe get another one. And
0: yeah. I love it. You know what? And FLA is, I, I see them doing big things. So they're going to be there for you when you want that fight too. Right. Um, and one last thing, what's the hardest thing for you to do and stay consistent with that would benefit you the most if you did?
1: Most hard thing. Um, hard questions. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to tweak them a little bit.
1: Well, before, like, fight camp, like, it's always good. You know, discipline in this sport is, you know, you need a lot of it, you know, like, to push yourself to go to the gym every day. Like, yes, you have a team, but it's not, like, hockey practice. You know, it's 530, everyone show up. It's, like, you, you take yourself to the gym and mix martial arts, right? Um. So I think – what was the question?
0: <laughs> What's that? <up? laughs> no. What's for you to do I guess I guess you're kind of saying state you know like discipline is probably the hardest thing for everybody there
1: yeah but this one's easier when you're in fight camp but yeah discipline for sure
0: yeah exactly I find a lot of people and you know I've known a lot of fighters over the years um, and a lot of times I'll see especially like my you know I got a my buddy was a national champion boxing five times over and and, uh, Canadian champion but I would watch him outside of fight camp and you know, have struggle to find motivation, um, but I find that MMA is so diverse and is so complex that you can almost fall in love with different aspects of the fight game all the time. So that's something that really I think helps people kind of stay motivated there. Because, like, if your wrestling is from two years ago, if your you know your skills are from two years ago, then you're almost you're it's almost obsolete, right? It's almost like you're getting a little bit irrelevant there, right? Yeah. So is there anybody that you want to plug out here? You say, you know, say, thanks, mom, for the support. Thanks, dad, or anything like that. You want to shout out to the team? Yeah.
1: Everyone, PEI, Lot 36. It's going to be a great night of fights, April 30th.
0: Love it. Love it. Super humble there. What was it, Lot 36? Yeah. What is that? Is that the the gym?
1: the name before, like Henzo Gracie.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The old school. Yeah. Okay, Perfect. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time there. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Definitely looking forward to seeing you and everybody from your fight camp there or or your gym uh, competing here uh, next weekend, isn't it? She's coming up quick. Super exciting. Thank you so much, Maria.
1: Thanks.
0: Added to the stream. What up, man? There we go. Okay. I wasn't sure how that one was going to go there, if there was going to be another intro going on. So what's going on there, Morgan? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good, man. So what what hat are you sporting right there? Who are you repping right now?
2: Bell Let's Talk.
0: Bell Let's Talk. I love it. I love it. Um, So, man, yeah. So I recently seen, were you just in Thailand? I was, yeah. Okay. You know what? That's a perfect place to start. Why don't we just hop right into that? It's hot over there. It's sweaty. There's all kinds of people that want to fight over there. How was that experience? Like, what sent you over there across the world there? Is that. Yeah, it was a first time. It
2: was an awesome experience. um cool. It was definitely something that I've always wanted to do. Like, since I started training in Muay Thai, that was the first uh, martial arts that I did. So, as soon as I trained, muay thai i knew that eventually i wanted to go to thailand as it's the the best spot in the world for muay thai training so in hall yeah yeah so no it was good it was good i enjoyed every bit of it and you're right it was damn hot there
0: yeah yeah so 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 what was the training like over there anyways and did you get uh any jujitsu in while you were there or was that a struggle yeah no
2: it wasn't a struggle i mean the gym that i was at i was at tiger muay thai they had everything there they had uh Muay Thai, obviously, they had straight kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu, wrestling. They really had everything there. Um, yeah. I didn't do too much jujitsu there, to be honest. And the reason why is I was there for a month to train. And I knew that back home, there's there's amazing jujitsu, right? Like we, here on PEI, we have a ton of black belts that we can go train with. But sure. in Thailand, it's like it, – Thailand is for Muay Thai right so I wanted to go there and I wanted to get as much striking in as possible because obviously back home we don't have Muay Thai world champions no. but like I said we do have a lot of high level jiu-jitsu guys so I did a lot of Muay Thai I did like a lot of boxing and stuff too yeah. but uh I definitely did do some grappling it was uh from the clinch position so lots of uh grappling from the clinch which was nice. 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 Did you see, did
0: you run into any famous people over there? Cause I know all of them are going over there out of Sanya And, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So the, like I think the coolest, the, the coolest experience when it comes to meeting someone was uh, Piotr Jan. Okay. So I, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I seen him every day. I think it was the first day, the first day I was there, they have a restaurant right inside the gym, which is kind of cool. So after you're done training, you can go get your protein shakes. You can order meals, whatever. Yeah. And I was just sitting there eating breakfast. I was by myself. Like I said, it was the first day that I was there. And uh, in comes Piotr Jan, and he kind of sits beside me and does his own thing. And I was just like kind of looking at him because obviously I knew who he was, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a cool experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's kind of like you're sitting there, you're like should I get an autograph
2: (laughs) oh man I didn't want to be that guy you know what I mean I'm like shit like do I want to be that guy do I want to ask him for a picture an autograph I was like nah yeah I eh? just left today yeah but then later on so a few weeks later I seen him long enough right I'm like you know what I think I would regret it if I didn't go up and introduce myself and get a picture with him and he was super cool nice this is just before his last fight there it was yeah Yeah, it was a a few, like when I left, I think he was there for another week and then he ended up uh, going to Florida or wherever the hell the fight was. Wherever, wherever it was.
0: Somewhere in the world. That's super, super cool. So there must have been a bunch of high-level guys there, obviously,
2: training with him for world championship. Oh, man, it was crazy. A lot of his training was set up privately, though. Like he had his group of guys where they would go in a lot of the time when the gym was closed maybe, and they would kind of do their sessions in a private setting, gotcha. which makes sense, I guess there's, there's so many cameras and stuff going around there when you're training. I'm assuming yeah. that's probably not something that they want us,
0: but you know what too, like, I, and this is what I was going to ask you about, like um, not doing too much jujitsu and grappling over there because there's so many people that that are just kind of like coming and going and, you know, you run into like, I don't mean this in any kind of way to, to anybody that's out there that might offend them, but, like, you run into a lot of spazzes. Oh, big time. Potentially hurt you, you know, just trying to be uh, a hero there and, and completely take you out of the fight, right? Is that, like, some oh, 100%. Things? 100%. I mean, it's like that at
2: every gym you go to, right? You always run into those guys. Um, and I did run into a few of them anyway, like, whether I was doing Muay Thai sparring or boxing sparring. There were some big Russians there that I did some hard rounds with. Uh, there was one guy in particular. I, I don't even know what his weight would have been. He would have been over 200 pounds, I'd say, or close to it, something like that. Sounds like a fair matchup, right? Yeah, exactly. So we were going like, oh, he was going pretty hard. Yeah. And he wasn't throwing too hard to my head, but to the body. Every shot that he threw at my body was, he was trying to put me down, I like to think. And anyway, I kept taking it. I kept moving. I was throwing shots back. And at the end of the round, he just looked at me and he's like, "You, you tough." And yeah. I'm just like, "All right, I like it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, you get that at every gym, and those rounds are good every once in a while, right? Like I had some, I had some pretty tough rounds while I was there, even in Muay Thai. And uh, there's a time and place for it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like when you're
0: getting too close to the end of your camp, there, it's like you, you kind of want to wind it. Uh, dial it back a little bit on mm-hmm. you know, a bit of maybe the head trauma there too but yeah at least you know like you were there for a bit so it wasn't like the last of your camp you were just getting there and you didn't know who the kind of the spazzes were you probably mm-hmm. had a couple like decent partners to, to work for sure. with towards the end right people they kind of gauge you and you know they, you nobody likes to say it, but everybody's always judging whether it's a good way or not and they're like okay like buddy said you're tough so they're like yeah. You're okay you yeah don't to train
2: with us again right exactly
0: or- yeah here's yeah spells. i'm just gonna stay away from you right
2: so you probably- yeah you, you, can, you can usually tell within 10 seconds of the round <laughs> whether it's gonna be like a, an all-out war or the guys half respectful and you know you can both learn from each other but yeah i can always tell you can like tell by the energy that they bring
0: oh yeah it's yeah. useful just- let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly that first hit somebody you try and like you're like okay we're just going back and forth no big deal and then it's just like something lands and you're like oh sorry exactly like, it's good it's mm-hmm. good <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you know yeah. it's time right
2: exactly yeah.
0: yeah yeah what was the uh what was the um the the because we're talking about like the uh what was like the um The Muay Thai experience over there. Did you have like, because they have like pad holders specific that are just like they, yeah, amazing fighters in their day too, right? How
2: was that? Exactly, And and that's one of the the one of my favorite things about going there and doing the training is that you didn't have to hold pads. You know what I mean? You're here, you're home. You do three rounds, and then you hold pads for three rounds. So no, it wasn't like that. Yeah, they usually every class they would have, there would be like 10 Thai guys there that yeah. would just be there holding pads. You a guy would come up, he'd take you on for your rounds, you'd do your rounds and then move on to the next, you'd do bag work. So yeah, like every session, we usually get in there. And they were two hour sessions too. You'd do one in the morning, one in the evening time. But you would get there and they basically the first thing that we would do would, we would run um out in that in that heat. But, I mean, running's always something that I enjoyed. So, yeah, you'd run for probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. There's an area that you run. You got to run upstairs, and then you get to the end, and then you basically run down the stairs, run to the start, and you just keep going back and forth for about, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe. And then uh, you get back onto the mat, you wrap your hands, you do a little bit of stretching. And then the pad holders put the pads on. You do rounds, whether it's three rounds, five rounds. You get those rounds done, and then you're right to the bag. You do three, five rounds. And then after that, it's just technique. You uh, you do, you go over a few different techniques. You wrap it out, and then you spar. There was so much sparring there. It blew my mind.
0: Was it, like, playful, kind of like – you said there was guys over there, and obviously, buddy's trying to take you to the body. But I know, like, the Thai culture, it's not like Holland. Like, Holland. not yeah. – like bang
2: bang they want yeah. to feel like ty is supposed to be more like all right let's play a little bit playful it, and it is it was like that and that was something that i that i did enjoy because i mean when you have those playful sparring sessions those are the times when you can really kind of play with certain techniques that you've been working on and and you're not worried about getting your head knocked off uh but it goes back to what i was saying was there are always guys that go harder because that's they have one speed and it's go right so you just kind of have to adapt to it i've never been one to like stop and complain and be like oh you're hitting too hard it's like i usually try to match the energy yeah but uh yeah for the most part it, it was pretty it was pretty chill yeah
0: was yeah. there any uh, was there any component that was kind of similar to because listen obviously i've i've watched the um like the, the uh the challenges that they have the more uh, tiger muay thai those are crazy aren't they that's something you think that like, you know, now being there, you'd be
2: like, you know what, hell yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into to one of those there. I already, I did think about it for sure. Before I went to Thailand, I was kind of just like, holy shit, like these are intense, right? yeah yeah And then when I got there and I, I started uh, training and, and getting comfortable there, it was kind of like, you know what, I, I think I actually could probably go and try out for that. yeah um You do have some pad holders to hit back um not i wouldn't say to that extent i mean i'm sure there would be some but it's like during those tryouts they know the cameras are on and they're told all right you're gonna put it on these guys right so i mean it wasn't necessarily like that but some of the trainers did they they hit hard if you're slacking and you put your hands down they'll they'll hit you i mean just like any old school boxing coach would right but the only difference is yeah they're throwing kicks or they'll get you to kick and then they'll kick your foot out purposely, right? Just yeah, greasy yeah. shit like that. But so yeah. unfair, right?
0: It's like yeah. it's like yeah. you kick. You told me to kick. You knew it was coming. Exactly. unfair at that yes. point, right? Yeah, Yep, a little bit. So, yeah. Look,
2: now you're back, mm-hmm. your Timmy's. You got mm-hmm. your Timmy's there. Or no, I'm drinking McDonald's coffee because oh, that's McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's coffee is hands down better. It is. I said it.
0: Oh man. Tim Hortons was a sponsor of this. Oh, I'm... no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Everything uh, shows off. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. You know what? I find that uh, McDonald's coffee is actually like stronger. I remember when I was working yeah. out on the oil rigs, drinking the Timmys, And then yeah. one of the boys was like, man, let's just, let's just try it. Right. Yeah. And I was drinking that and I was just like,
2: ears were buzzing. I was oh like, yeah. What the, what's in this coffee. Right. Yeah. And then we kept drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Back to Thailand. The coffee in Thailand is crazy strong. Oh, okay, yeah, it's strong, but I I like strong coffee, so that's that's good. That's the Canadian in you, right? That's right. Look, if I'm
0: not like paralyzed with anxiety at the end of a coffee, then I'm not even drinking it. (laughs) Exactly,
2: your hand shaking. That's it, buddy. So what do you got going
0: on now that you're now that you're home? Like obviously you're training with the team, Wolf Run. Um, How's everything feeling? How's the
2: body feeling? How's the weight feeling? Like what's going on? Everything's good, man. It really is. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm back to training right now. Um, I'm at Wolford MMA doing a lot of my training,
1: and I'm also
2: at uh, Matt McGrath's club there in uh, Fort Augustus. Um, yeah, so I mean it's going good. I, a lot, I'm getting a lot of grappling in. So it goes back to the whole Thailand thing. I knew that the first half of my camp was going to be all striking. Yep with plans of coming home and just having grappling like these last few weeks uh well since i've been back from thailand it's been grappling six days a week so i mean it's 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 been going good it's definitely a change of pace for me because a lot of the times i'm training too much striking and not enough grappling but uh yeah this time around i definitely switch things up and uh, i'm doing all kinds of of grappling like i said Um, the body feels really good and the weight is excellent because obviously I'm going, I'm going up in weight. Right. So, I mean, it's a piece of cake. I could make, I could make weights three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, fighting at 35, it's the problem that I've always had was I was always, I would always let my weight get up super high. So I was starting camps, 30 40 pounds overweight right so my training camp was like really geared towards losing weight opposed to becoming a better fighter gotcha so most of the time i was drained just from that like i would get to training and all i would be thinking about is all right i need to make sure I'm sweating a lot. So really that was my goal when it should have been, you know, mind on the techniques that were being shown and the game plan that we had. So, yeah, like I said, this time around has been awesome because I haven't had that worry about making weight. So, yeah. And then also it's, my body's holding up a lot better. That's awesome. You know Mm -hmm. what I like,
0: I I really respect the flow over there too, that you guys can just go back and forth between the gyms. There's a lot of, Mm -hmm. You know, just definitely here in Nova Scotia, um, there's a lot of like, ah, oh, no, I don't want my guys going from one gym to the other. When yeah, The main goal should be, in my opinion, and, you know, whoever's listening, it uh, doesn't matter to me. They can say what they want to me if they want. But, like, the main goal should be for Atlantic Canada to to put a stamp on the map so that we can get out there as a whole and definitely. make other better. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. like... There, listen, there is no secret sauce in any of these gyms that the world doesn't know. We mm-hmm. need to band together and make each other better. Better, And that's why it's like it's so great that Fight League Atlantic is, is starting to put on these shows, starting to do yeah. it consistently because, like, you know, in between my fight career and mine ended from concussions, I found that I took all of my fights on short notice. Mm-hmm. I was not – it was, like, taboo to go and fight or train at any other place. And um, you know, I think with now, if it, gyms are starting to see that that's not the way to go, mm-hmm. we need to work together and band together to make each other better. And there's going to be more fight opportunity with Fight League. Atlantic on a bunch of like pretty high caliber fights already. even yeah. kind of starting right. Like you're, yeah, you're, that's a high level fight, man. You guys like you went on a you went on like a huge run there for a yeah. while, whatnot. You took a little bit of a like a fight break, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're back to, to fight uh, to fight Eric Eric Wilson is yeah. that his last name Eric Wilson Yeah, Wilson? yeah. no Eric he, man he's a good guy he's a tough yeah. guy like you guys are going to have a very good a very good matchup here and if you're, mm-hmm. you're grappling like you guys I, I'm excited to see this fight and see. The blood that both of you guys shed because I think there's going to be a lot of it, right? I think so
2: too. I oh, do.
0: It's super exciting, man. You guys are both uber, like tough guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, super excited for that. But What's your take on the whole thing there, like um, about gyms letting people train with other gyms and stuff
2: like that? Like, does what I'm saying kind of resonate with you? 100%. I think that, uh, I think it's definitely important to have uh, other gyms training with other gyms. I mean, here, right, it's such a small place. Um, and like you were saying, why not get everyone together and just try and better each other as much as possible? And I think the uh, the really good thing about going to these different gyms is you get that that fight feel, you know? When you walk into another gym and and you're going to be sparring against guys that you haven't sparred against and they're looking at you being like, all right, who's this guy? You know what I mean? You get those those uh, butterflies in your stomach. And that was another reason why I wanted to go to Thailand. I wanted to walk in somewhere where I didn't know anywhere. And I was super nervous. I was out of my comfort zone because I understand that that's how you grow in life is getting out of your comfort zone. Right. So yeah, I find it super important. Like I said, I'm, I'm at Wolfren. I'm training at Matt's spot and I've done some work with Lenny Wheeler's guys, which is also awesome. So I'm really bouncing around everywhere, getting as much, as many looks as I can to, to kind of prepare myself for what I'm going to walk into on April 30th. Right. Cause those nerves are going to be there. I'm going to feel it. You know what I mean? Just like all fighters do. Right. Sure. But I think the more that you can put yourself in those situations, obviously the better you're going to handle it when it comes down to it. That
0: was great. That was, yeah. great. that was definitely a good answer. You know what? Like I said this before, I think I said that uh, on one of the last podcasts from um, some of the PEI fighters over there, like, lenny wheeler his wrestling he's a stud too when it comes to wrestling man i couldn't even he would just like play with me like wrestling (laughs) i'd try and take him down the guy just like his His whole his his, whole
2: game man his whole game is is a one
0: yeah he's a phenomenal kickboxer like Mm -hmm. he just used to beat me up for a joke there and i was like you know i'm coming in trying to like guns blaze and whatnot he's just like Pop,
2: pop, pop. he sits back and just plays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was, yeah. It's super impressive, man. But I do agree. Like you get those butterflies no matter what, yeah. and, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I usually get a little bit of butterflies before I'm going to come on this podcast because it's live. Mm-hmm.
2: It's yeah. Live, you know,
0: whatever exactly. you say, if it's, it's, it's there, the podcast, it's not going to, so yeah. right. So <laughs> it's like anything, I think like what you said to touch base on that, like um, if you're comfortable, you're not growing right Mm -hmm. so in any situation there that you can be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. the smallest little thing and it's like go sit in a cold bath in the morning yeah that helps you grow whether i did that last night
2: night. oh buddy
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's That's something
2: i picked up in thailand actually because i i never really did it i've tried lenny actually always used to try to get me on the, the cold showers and you know i'm just I don't think I'm built for the cold. I'm just not. But when I got to Thailand and like the training was so frigging intense on the body and it was just so hot, yeah. I ended up going to a place where they did, they were doing ice baths and I just hopped in it and I'm like, you know what? This isn't too bad. So yeah. I brought it back home. So now that I've been home, I've been doing it. And like last night, like my training camp has been tough, right? Like they always are. So my body is, my body's feeling that last night when I got home, I was a hurting unit, but, wow. uh, one of my teammates, Sean Wallace, actually he he sent me a message. He's like, "Hey man, you should think about having an ice bath tonight." And it was like close to ten o'clock at night, and I'm just like, "God damn it, I don't want to have an ice bath right now, right?" But anyway, we ended up getting three bags of ice, got her done, and now I'm feeling a lot better today. So yeah, yeah but anyway, back to the whole uh, comfort zone thing. Yeah, and like the whole coming onto this show and getting those nerves. That's a big reason why. I well it plays part of the reason why I went to Thailand too, right? I was nervous. I mean, it, it's a reason why I'm doing this interview, uh, why I'm going to different gyms and training, because I get nervous like that. And it's like I've learned that that's those are the types of things that I want to chase. So those are the things that I've been going after. Anytime someone would ask me to do something where normally, or like back in the day, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm nervous about that. I'm just gonna go this way instead. I'm like trying to go towards all of those right now, because I understand how beneficial it is to not just my fight career, but also just my overall life. Yeah. Um, you just gain so much more when you're outside of your comfort zone. It's like all of our dreams and our goals are on the other side of our comfort zone. Period. Buddy. I love it. I love it. I think the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here with a couple questions, but I do want to say mm-hmm. one thing before the ice bath. Yeah. Where it's already super hot
2: is yeah. definitely different than an ice bath where you hop in. Oh, I, I know. I know. Well, that's what it is. Like last night even, I went outside. I'm like, all right, I got to crush all this ice before I throw it in. And it yeah. was like half cold out last night. And I'm just like, Jesus, I got to get in that bath right now. But yeah, it definitely is tougher here <laughs> uh, in Canada. It's up in your mind too,
0: right? Exactly, yeah. Like, why am I doing this? All yeah. right, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, questions. Sure. Give me your best answer that you all can. Right. Uh, i kind of had to tweak them a little bit because i think i was they were a little bit uh too too tough and i was getting uh i was kind of stumping people right um i just so what's a good piece of advice that you would give to a person that's coming up like in the fight game anything just the Um, young organ that didn't even know he was a fighter or a fighter that's coming up right i usually think it's kind of universal there
2: yeah um I think the best piece of advice that I would give was actually the best piece of advice that I got from someone. It was actually my cousin. His name's Dave Clark, and he was my strength and conditioning coach. And he would always uh, he would always ask me how training was going, or how the training camp was, or how long my training camp was. And I'd tell him, "Ah, oh, my camp's six weeks. Ah, oh, my camp's eight weeks." And he would say, "No, he's like Morgan, your camp your camp is not six weeks. It's not eight weeks. It's like your camp is." Three hundred and sixty-five days, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. You know, you do those a six, eight week camps, and then you take time off, right? And it's like you're just taking steps down again. So the best piece of advice would be to to make it a yearly thing, right? An everyday thing. There are no days off. You might be able to have a day off where you're not going as intense, you're not training as hard, but whether you're stretching, whether you're walking, whatever the case might be, it's just to keep it an everyday thing, right? It just goes back to, it's, it's a lifestyle. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that think like
0: you take those little, little spurts, whether it's like a, you know, say an eight week camp and then you go hard mm-hmm. and then you just tone it back a little bit. Cause you can't mm-hmm. be peaking all the time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's go to the other side of it. What's a bad piece of advice that you got from someone that you're happy you didn't listen
2: to. You don't have to say their name. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I have one that I'm sure you could relate to being a fighter. Yeah. Is uh, or you know you go out with your buddies and you're watching the fight. This actually happened in one of my one of my. Last, I think it might have been my last fight. Um. I I didn't notice it or didn't hear them during the fight, but afterwards I was watching the video back. And I had someone screaming, they're like, come on, Morgan, get him off of you, pick him up and throw him off of you. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, don't you think I'm trying that? It's like not that easy, right? I got a black belt on top of me. It's not just pick him up and throw him off or, you know, you go and watch fights with your buddies and they're all like, why didn't you just do this? Why didn't you just do that? He could have, he could have won that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, jab doesn't work the same. It's just like your body yeah.
0: sometimes doesn't even function the same anymore, right? Well, you're no. right. Well, they got to realize too, right? The
2: person that you're fighting against is also someone who is highly trained trying to kill you, right? They know what you're doing or they know what they're doing.
0: A hundred percent. hundred percent. What's uh, one of the hardest things for you to do that if you did stay consistent with it, it would benefit you the most? Maybe
2: the it will probably get, I, I didn't hear what you said there. I said maybe the ice bath. Oh no, no, no. I don't mind the ice baths. Um, I guess I am built for the cold, but uh, hmm. I would say, I would say it, it, it was, it would go back to like the whole public speaking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the interviews and all that stuff that I used to never want to do. Just, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but it, I'm at the point in my life right now where none of that stuff matters. Right. Like I try and focus on the things that I'm in control of. Um, and the whole thing, every time I do something like this, I get better and better at it. Right. So like anything in life, the more you do it, the better you get. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier too, is I'm, I'm trying to go towards all of that kind of stuff that makes me uncomfortable as much as possible because I I just understand the benefits to come from it all.
0: Awesome. Those yeah. are great answers. And you know what? Honestly, like you're you're a pretty articulate guy. So if you were nervous on this, you did a fantastic job, man. I,
2: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, we appreciate your time. And uh, thank you very much for coming on, man. I can't wait to watch your guys' fight. I hope to see lots of blood. But I hope everybody ends up still able to, uh, you know, walk properly the next day.
2: That's right, man. Thanks, more. Awesome. I appreciate it. Take care, man.
1: I've been having dreams. I've been having-